You've been eating again, haven't you? Metal mouth. Eats metal. Bros. We'll kick some royal ass. Welcome to the Bad Princess Movie Podcast. This is the podcast that seeks to catalog all of the terrible movies about princesses and princesses-to-be. And for this very special episode, in the spirit of April Fools, which uh, this podcast episode will be going up just shortly after, uh, (laughs) we felt like it was a good excuse to profile a film involving a prince. (gasps) Yeah. So today we are taking a look at Galgameth, also known as (laughs) The Legend of Galgameth, which is a 1996 live action film directed by television and film producer Sean uh, Sean Manac. Oh my god. Sean Sean McNamara. Sean McNamara. Okay. I think. Okay. Okay. I think we got it. Okay. Sean McNamara. Yes. And and if Bree's laughter uh, did not clue you in, this oh this movie I love this one. <laughs> I here's the thing, mm-hmm. this movie sucks, and I and I agree with you. I love this one. It was terrible <laughs> and great. I love this movie. It's so bad, but it's like it's also great. I. Oh, God, I don't know. Like, you know what? Honestly, this last rewatch that I did, and maybe it's just the way the last year has gone that I just need joy in my life. But I feel like, I feel like for me, this movie has transcended uh, ironic love and has just become, I just love this movie. I just, oh, oh my precious, my precious Galgameth. There's, there's aspects of this movie where I'm like, this is amazing mm-hmm. this is so good and then there's um galgi uh galgameth himself <laughs> which just <laughs> fucking terrifying <laughs> oh it's so bad oh. oh my god but like overall ugh, like i would have just loved this movie as a kid oh yeah i feel like absolutely this one the this is a film this is the type of film that I love discovering because it's one that I had never heard of. So far, none of the people that I've ever no. shown this one to have ever heard of it either. It's just like this film just came into existence one day and nobody cared. And so yeah. so now, now, years and years later, we get to like bring it out into the open and just marvel at it. It's... Like, same here. I told a few friends, I was like, look at the the cover art for this film that I'm watching for for the next episode. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're like, what the hell is this? (laughs) Like, no one has ever heard of Galgameth. And and you know what? The cover art is how I discovered oh. this film because this is another one of my uh, thrift store finds. Uh, oh, I I saw an old VHS of Galgameth, and uh, the cover to the VHS is marvelous. It looks like it makes Galgameth oh look God. like a Barney ripoff. There's, <laughs> I'll I'll have to <laughs> sure does. I'll have to post them on Twitter because you. There, there's such a drastic difference between the VHS cover and like the international version, where it's like 
the VHS cover is this cutesy little like, oh, look, it's baby Galgameth. Isn't he cute? And then the uh, the alternative cover is like this badass, like swords, dragons, bleh, like. It's like, his, is, is that the one where his, it's just Galgameth's face like roaring in the fire yeah. and then beside him is like the prince with his sword held aloft. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, damn. So, so good. <laughs> but Oh my God. Uh, that super cheesy VHS cover, I saw that and I was like, I just had to make a mental note. Like this just has a look about it that I need to know more. <laughs> um I there is an essence to yes, this. Yes, that just it spoke to me. So I I went home that day. I didn't get the VHS because I don't have a VHS player, but I went onto uh. YouTube to look up more information about this movie. And somebody has hopefully uploaded at, at least at the time of this recording, they had the full movie uploaded onto YouTube. So if you act fast, you too can watch. Yes. Galgameth. And I would recommend it because it is it is a journey watching this fucking <laughs> film. <laughs> it feels it's so the story is so simple and yet it feels so long and yet it doesn't feel like you're suffering for its length. It's just sort of there's so much that happens but the story is so just predictable and and wrote and you're like yeah okay like mm -hmm. this this is this plays out exactly how you think it's going to mm -hmm. but it, i don't even remember where i was going with this sentence <laughs> i'm so bamboozled by galgameth the magic of galgameth it's it was such a difference writing the summary for galgameth um than it was writing the summary for thumbelina because for for some behind the scenes stuff uh dear listeners is i had to like go back and try and re-edit the thumbelina summary because it was it was just too long and part of it is because it's like you're constantly having to switch between characters and you have to explain it in a very linear way and you can't really leave anything out or summarize it. Whereas Galgameth's summary, <laughs> it is very, it was very easy to summarize because this, oh, this yeah. is a movie that has, like the, the plot is all right. Like, like you said, it's a little predictable, but it makes sense. We go from point A to B to C and that it's, it's like, it's glorious. The f and, and you could see the low standards that, <laughs> we are used to at this point, but, but no, yeah, it's like it's, it's tropey and it's predictable, but it works. It works, I, you know. I love it. I love it. This, oh god, I, yeah. When I when I watched this movie for the first time, I knew it had to be mine. I had to show <laughs> all my friends this. Um, <laughs> it it doesn't appear that this one has seen a North American DVD release, oh. but um, I did find the copy that I have is a French Region 2 uh, release. So that one thankfully has an English audio track, which is what Brie and I were watching today. Mm -hmm. um, so if you are like me and you have a region-free DVD player, I, I would recommend tracking this one down. Make it part of your collection. It's fun. <laughs> Force your friends to watch it. If you you can have yourself a kaiju movie night and then break out Galgameth. Like it yes. doesn't even have to be like a, a, a bad princess night or prince night or whatever. You can be like, we're watching a kaiju movie and then mm. you bust out Galgameth. 
Yeah. And it's like a fun trick you could play on people. <laughs> I And you know what? I kind of did that to people. Oh this my was, god. This was a movie that we... Um, like it was New Year's a couple of years ago, and I was like, "Everybody, look at this sweet fucking movie I just found. I'm gonna make you all watch it." And uh, <laughs> you know, honestly, this podcast is a redemption of that day because I I don't know what it was, but people just were not into Galgameth that oh. evening. And and you, you mean they were trying to celebrate the bringing in of a new year, and they weren't into watching <laughs> weird strange Galgameth. I don't, yeah, I know. These people have fucked up priorities. Um, <laughs> just, just picture me in the corner. And this is this this happens whenever a movie that I'm like super excited about when it doesn't grab anybody else other than me. It's just picture me sitting in the corner and I'm like swirling like wine in a glass and just <laughs> I I don't drink. It's just for a dramatic effect. And I'm just like these fools. I have given them gold and look what they do to it. <laughs> And I, like, smash the wine glass on the floor. <laughs> That's oh, the so only reason you have wine or wine glasses. It's just to smash them dramatically. Yeah, exactly. But, so this this podcast, this is, like, this is redemption. This is me being able to to thrust Galgameth onto the world and be like, be like, here, here, I will, I will send it to people who will better appreciate it. <laughs> oh... And appreciate it, we shall, and hopefully mm -hmm. you shall as well. Yes. But for now, Christy, would you like to tell us the plot of Galgameth? Yes, I would. Let us get into the near ludicrous speed summary of Galgameth. In a medieval kingdom named Donegold, the sheepish Prince Davin is forced into a jousting match to prove his bravery. His opponent is his father, the good King Henrik, who Davin accidentally ends up wounding during the joust. Later that evening, Davin is bemoaning his lack of bravery when his father gives to him a small statue of a strange creature. The king explains that the statue is Galgameth, and he will protect Davin and make him brave. Unfortunately, the Black Knight LL takes advantage of the king's wound and laces his bandage with poison. King Henrik falls ill and dies, resulting in the 14-year-old Davin taking the throne. The statue of Galgameth is found by LL and thrown into the fireplace, which is witnessed by a maidservant. Davin, who blames himself for the death of his father, refuses to leave his room, which gives LL the perfect cover to begin taking over the kingdom. Double all the taxes for the entire kingdom of Donegal, triple it for Lavania. Yes, sir. Make it a law that all males above the age of 13, no, 12, must join the king's army. The Lavanians seem to have selected their own king and queen. Find them and select a royal cell for them. All this by proclamation of King Davin, of course. Davin is visited in secret by his maidservant, who returns Galgameth to him and explains that LL has tricked Davin. Davin cries on the statue of Galgameth, which is witnessed by the maidservant. The next morning, Davin is awoken by a strange movement in his room. By some force of magic, the little statue has turned into a flesh-and-blood creature. The creature is Galgameth, who has an affinity to eating metal and is no bigger than an apple. 
Galgameth has appeared just in time, as LL has decided to imprison Davin so that the young king can't interfere with his evil plans. Galgameth stows away as Davin is carried off, the two of them managing to escape by Galgameth eating more metal. It turns out that the more metal that Galgameth eats, the larger he grows. With Galgameth now the size of a human child, Davin and Galgameth disguise themselves as orphan children and find themselves hiding out in the neighboring kingdom of Lavania. There they befriend the locals, including the feisty Julia, who is actually the princess of Lavania, whose parents have been captured by LL. Must be pretty desperate to eat table scraps. What's your name? Da- John. And who's this? John. Uh, my sister, Mary. She's a mute. A deaf mute. Wow, wow. A very tired deaf mute, as you can see. After a run-in with LL and his men causes Galgameth to grow to the size of an adult male, Davin and his new friends begin making plans to storm the castle. Their plan is to feed Galgameth as much metal as they can to make him grow even larger. Meanwhile, LL goes off to seek information regarding Galgameth and how to defeat him. He finds a prophecy that says Galgameth can only be destroyed by that which brings him to life. Believing the answer is fire, as in the fire that was burning when he threw the statue into it, LL sets a trap for Galgameth at a foundry. Not only does the fire not destroy Galgameth, but the leftover metal in the foundry is enough to grow Galgameth so that he is now over 30 feet tall. Believing Galgameth is large enough to take on LL's army, Davin and the Lavanians march towards the castle. Unfortunately, LL is one step ahead of them, and he uses dynamite to trap Galgameth underneath a pile of rubble. Davin and the Lavanians are forced to flee, leaving Galgameth buried. While discussing their next steps, Davin's friend Zeth, the castle scribe, is captured by the Lavanians. Believing him to be a spy of LL's, they prepare to execute him, requiring Davin to reveal his true identity so that he could vouch for Zeth. He says he is. He's a spy. No. No, he isn't. He was loyal and good. And I thought I'd never see him again. Zethar. He was loyal to King Henrik. How do you know this, John? My name isn't John. My name is Davin. The Lavanians prepare to execute Davin as well, but they are stopped by Julia, who talks some sense into them. Davin, wanting to make things right, goes off on his own to try and unearth Galgameth. He is eventually joined by the Lavanians, who have forgiven him. Together they chant, louder and louder, inspiring Galgameth to break free of his rocky prison. Reunited, Galgameth advances on Castle Donegold, while Davin and the Lavanians take advantage of the chaos and storm the castle. With the odds turning against him, LL forces Davin's maidservant to reveal what really brought Galgameth to life. She reveals that she saw Davin cry on the statue, which makes LL realize that salt water is Galgameth's true weakness. Overpowering Davin, LL uses him as bait to draw Galgameth to the shoreline. LL ties Davin to a small boat, sets it adrift, and lights it on fire. When Galgameth steps into the ocean to try and save Davin, he cries out in pain. Galgameth chooses to go out further into the water, and manages to rescue Davin from the burning boat before finally succumbing to the salt water. With Galgameth gone, Davin must face LL alone. Thanks to some training he received from Julia, Davin manages to gain the upper hand. Initially he spares LL, but when the evil knight makes one last attempt to murder him, Davin is forced to stab LL in the gut, killing him. 
With that, the story draws to a close. Davin is accepted as King of Donegold, Julia's parents are reinstated as the King and Queen of Lavinia, and there is finally peace between the two kingdoms. While walking on the beach together, Davin and Julia happen across the small statue of Galgameth, which has washed up on shore. The film ends with Julia and Davin running off happily into the distance with the statue in tow. end uh, so yeah a, a much a shorter uh uh recap because the it's a very simple story and it it works yeah it's i again honestly like i kind of just genuinely love this film like i feel like it just it works as a story it's i don't know it was just a fun adventure and yeah it's just a it's just a kids adventure story it's great yeah i i love it um now brie before we get into the real meat and potatoes of discussing this movie Mm -hmm. we need to go over some important history to this film um oh please do i left it to the discussion because i had a feeling that this would probably derail the introduction (laughs) to this film okay but um This is something that I didn't find out until after I had watched Galgameth for the first time, but Galgameth is actually a North American remake of the 1985 film Pulgasari, which was directed by Shin Sang-ok. Shin was a famous South Korean director who, along with his wife, was kidnapped on the orders of King Jong-il, who was apparently a huge fan of Shin's films and wanted him to make films for North Korea. Uh, Yeah. Okay. um, Yeah. Shin and his wife were eventually able to escape to the United States, but before they were able to do so, Shin had made several films in North Korea, the last one being Pulgasari. Wait, so (laughs) the last film he made there, he remade here, and it's Galgameth? Basically, um, he wasn't the director for Galgameth, but he did work on the script for it. Oh! Yeah. Okay. It's that's wild. Yeah, such a weird history to this film yeah. that was is completely unexpected. I I had I didn't know where you were going with that and I wow. Okay. Yeah. Ugh, I'm bamboozled. I yeah, again I I don't know whose decision it was to remake Pulgasari for North American audiences. Um, I yeah, I don't know. It's I'm gr- I'm glad that they did. Like I enjoyed yeah. the hell out of Galgameth, but it is such a it's a weird thing to think of that this yeah. is a remake of a film that the original director was kidnapped to make <laughs> by Kim Jong Il. It's a, wow, a little. Yeah, just let that sink in for a bit. I'm 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 just speechless. I I haven't I haven't seen Pulgasari. I I I feel like I should check it out one day. But at the same time, it's like I don't know. Galgameth has just stolen my heart. I feel like <laughs> it's like you don't you don't need to see the first one. You've you've seen the the fancy remake. 
Yeah, like, honestly, I feel like it wouldn't be able to compare to Galgameth. Like, I just, I genuinely love this film. (laughs) I, I feel like I would love this film a lot more if I, (laughs) if I didn't hate the design of Galgameth so much. (laughs) Okay. Like, the movie is so fun. I just yeah. hate looking at Galgameth. <laughs> he's he's you know what he's, he's so... his baby form. For people, for I I would recommend people check out. I'll be posting clips of this movie up on the Twitter, the Bad Princess MOV Twitter. Please go check it out so you understand what we're talking about when we say that baby Galgameth, especially, is like. He looks like the baby baby Sinclair from the dinosaurs uh, yes. TV show. Yeah, that's what he looks like. Except he's got the like baby Sinclair had baby proportions, so he had like a little baby body. This is like mm-hmm. uh, he's just he looks like a little naked man with a with baby Sinclair's head and it's yeah. And he's got he's got a lot of articulation in his um, eyebrows. Yeah, which is impressive. Like it's a good looking, horrible little mask, but it's yeah. It's sometimes when he like he wiggles his eyebrows around, oh, it just looks weird. It sucks it's just, to look at. <laughs> it's unnerving, and he has like bright, bright, bright blue eyes as a and they're huge, and it's just and the way. Like, he does a little smile, but he's got, like, it's like a mouthful of molars. He's just terrifying. Yeah. He's bad to look at. (laughs) He's just bad, bad to look at. (laughs) This is the subtitle for this film. Like, everything else feels like, yeah, all right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then you see little baby Galgameth and it's just when he gets because he does every time he grows it's like he, he his design changes slightly and he gets more like <laughs> like kaiju looking and yeah at, at his final form he he doesn't look half bad but for most yeah. of the movie he's he's bad he's I, it's just awful to look at I hated it I <laughs> I feel like when when he gets into his adult form, like n- not even when he's like twenty feet tall or whatever, yeah. but just when he is played um, by Doug Jones. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what he? Uh, yes. So as a fun little thing, um, yeah. So Galgameth, big boy Galgameth, is played by Doug Jones, who is oh. a actor who has become well known for playing various monsters like the Fawn and Pale Man from Pan's Labyrinth, Abe Sapien from Hellboy. Basically, any monster in a Guillermo del Toro movie. Um, yes, Doug Jones. That oh. was a, that was another fun surprise. Yeah, I was watching the credits after, and I'm like, wait, the <laughs> Doug Jones? Hang wait, on, this has to be another Doug Jones, right? Yeah, no. It. Um, <laughs> you know what? My first time watching this movie, there's so there's a scene where the uh, so again, Galgameth when he is he's not he's an adult size. Um, he just kind of goes off on his own to go find more metal to eat, and he comes across some of LL's soldiers, um, and they're all decked out in armor. And so Galgameth, who he doesn't talk, um, he mimes to the soldiers oh, to strip out of their armor so that he could eat it's it like with like a this weird, little like sexy strip thing. Yeah, he's like, I want you to strip, <laughs> and so for some reason, 
that little bit of acting where he mimes the stripping, something in my brain clicked <laughs> and it gave me the thought, is this Doug Jones? Oh my god. You knew from the sexy strip. <laughs> I, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea why that is what clued me in. Something about it. I guess I was just like, oh, that's a Doug Jones movie. <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah. Oh my god. God. Oh. Yeah, that was that was an ex- that this film this film is like just an adventure of oh these little because I I mean just the fact that Galgameth is a kaiju movie like a secret kaiju movie we kind of talked about this in the intro but like did you see it coming Bree I guess you you might have known because you had seen the cover yeah I saw the cover so I knew he was gonna be a huge thing. I didn't know how he got there. I didn't realize that when he first appears, he's, like, the size of, like, a, a person's hand. Like, he's very tiny. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming. Or the whole... Because I had seen... I did see, uh, like, a, a still image of baby Galgameth when I was going into this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of just his face. And I was like... Okay, so he starts out as, like, a little baby. I didn't realize it was, like, a Thumbelina situation, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just... you, you saw that clip and you thought, oh, Christy sent me a horror movie, clearly. Or something. I was like, what is baby Sinclair doing here? <laughs> oh, she's, yeah. <laughs> she sent me an old episode of Dinosaurs by mistake. Yeah, what? <laughs> but, yeah. And then I saw the cover and I'm like, he's huge. What the fuck? Is that a Godzilla knock off like what is this when when i first watched this so again remember that i i had only seen the north american vhs which it has baby galgameth when he when he is his like super baby tiny form where he is no bigger like he's holding a spoon on the front cover oh no so i so that was i thought that this was going to be a movie about like a little baby dinosaur that like <laughs> it's just like i don't know somehow by being a cute little baby dinosaur, he helps this little this little prince figure out his problems. And nope, nope, sure is not that surprise. It's a kaiju. Surprise! It's a kaiju, and he gets fucking terrified. I think uh, he's scarier when he's a baby, but that's just because. I I don't know. I guess oh, I could see it either way. I mean. Because there's, there's a scene where Galgameth, um, so when this is when he's like about 30 feet tall at the, so after LL tries to trap him at the foundry, um, what, re- what happens instead is that Galgameth apparently like seems to become super heated. Yeah. yeah. So there's like a special Galgameth suit that they had to make where he's like yeah. molten and he's got like cracks of molten fire running through him and through his eyes. And you're like, what the fuck? He's super cool looking now. And then he just reverts back to normal Galgameth. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's at night. So yeah, like you said, he's like glowing and he's, he's just like going through the woods and he's so hot that the trees next to him burst into flames. And all of LL's men are just screaming with terror, trying to run away. And at one point Galgameth uh, blows fire on them. Yeah, he can, I, he can, some, he breathes fire, but only then. Yeah. Only it's then. weird. But, whatever. 
that moment that moment is so it's so great because it's it's this big hero moment for Galgameth of like you know wiping out LL's men but it's fucking terrifying because this giant glowing monster of flaming death is advancing <laughs> onto this group of helpless screaming men who are running for their goddamn lives <laughs> Like, they are the bad guys, but it's like, like they are terrified beyond all belief. To, to, yeah, to be fair, they were trying to kill that monster, and now the monster's yes. like, fuck you. Yeah, so it's like, it is, it is kind of deserved, but it is also like, if you were, picture you were one of those men, and you probably, you were probably conscripted into that army, yeah. you don't got any choice in that, and then this giant flaming monster's trying to kill you. <laughs> Oh God! Oh, yeah, it's so good. Can we can we talk about LL? Cause can we he's just please? He's one of those characters where you see him on screen and you know mm-hmm. instantly he's the bad guy. Like, oh yeah, the second you lay eyes upon this character, you're like, oh okay, he's the villain. Even mm-hmm. though he's the king's most trusted knight the first time you see him he's standing above them at the t- at the jousting tournament and he's holding a fluffy cat where's my highest knight ll what say you of my son's display of combat my lord if i had 10 knights with a courage of prince davin i could rule all of donegal kingdom yes 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 which he he's got like a thing with cats <laughs> just like okay so he's always holding this fluffy cat and he's dressed all in black and you're like oh okay yeah that's the villain mm-hmm. weird yeah. cat thing where he's <laughs> one of the oh, things he I does as like pretending to be the uh pretending to be dad yeah pretending to be executing Davin's orders as he's like the king has ordered all dogs be banished from the castle yes because so, yes because he likes cats instead mm-hmm. it's yeah it's this big this big dramatic scene where LL so he's you know he does the usual bad guy stuff of he's like yeah I want to raise taxes and we're going to imprison the the Lavanian king and queen and then we're going to send an army to and we'll conscript to, all the Lavanian uh, twelve-year-olds mm-hmm. into our army, and then and then also, I don't want any dogs in my castle. All the dogs need to Only go. Only cats. <laughs> Only cats. He says this in front of like he's at like a long table for like a, a like a like a feast, mm-hmm. but there's 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 food on the table and just like five cats, just five fluffy yeah. cats eating the food on the table. <laughs> like, yeah, what? he's just got. He's got a posse of cats. I love it. He's like, I did. Because he's talking to like one of his men. And he's like, I'd invite you to the table, but I'm afraid all the seats are taken. And he just just to the table and it's covered in cats. And you're like, okay. I love it. I love it. It's just such such a weird. It's just a character choice. Like there's that's so good. He just fucking loves cats. And I love I love this fluffy cat that he's carrying throughout the film because it's just like this is fine. 
Did did you catch its name? Angel Eyes the cat. Yes. <laughs> he 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 talks to he talks to Angel Eyes multiple times in the film. Like as he's he's planning his evil things, he'll you know, like it doesn't matter even if his like his his uh, second in command is right there. He'll he's always talking to Angel Eyes. I thought I thought the second in command's name was Angel Eyes at first cuz he was talking to him. <laughs> and then it was like, "No, it's the cat." No, it's the cat. <laughs> He he addresses the cat more than he does his second in command. Oh, yeah. I had to watch the film a second time to try and catch what the name of the what, second in command What's his name? Was. To Templeton. Oh, Templeton. Hmm. I just, oh, I just love it. They, they're oh, so good. He he makes various digs at dogs throughout the entire yeah. film. Like they they really hammer home the cat lover thing. Um. But he he talks about um, at one point he he's he's telling to Gavin Davin um, like it's almost like I think he's trying to convince Davin to just let him have his way and just be a you know let's just be dicks together. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You want dogs for your subjects? They're stupidly loyal. They do what you tell them, and they're too busy scratching themselves to know that they're being cheated. And you get all that for a soup bone and a nice game of fetch. It's, yeah, the, the, the cat versus dog thing is so fun too. Cause it's not, it's not just, uh, LL. There's also like, um, the, the scribe like, uh, has his dog. Yeah. One of, one of the dogs that gets turned out at the beginning, um, in a, in a big dramatic scene where they're throwing all the dogs out of the castle, <laughs> which is, which is great. LL is like. Like let's go, let's go round up the twelve-year-olds and force them into my army. But we get the big scene about them shoving all the dogs yeah. out of the castle. <laughs> <laughs> but um, one of the dogs belongs to the castle scribe, and at one point, um, they because the castle scribe is loyal to the former king and to Davin, they at one point decide to try and execute him. And so they take him out to the woods and they're about to uh, do so. But then he gets saved by his dog who chases away yeah. the bad guys. It all comes back around. It does. It's, it's, it's like a... It makes sense. <laughs> it's just like a the weird... plot point like... was followed through. Which is just... It's still weird, but I, I appreciate <laughs> it that they're like... Oh, okay. So they threw the dogs out, but the dogs stick around, and then the dog comes back and helps. And you're like, okay, all yeah. right, movie. I, and even at the end, when um when Davin and Julia are on the beach together, they have the dog with them. Yeah, it's, it's like oh, everything's back to normal now. Well, dogs are great because the dog is the he starts digging up the Galgameth figure at the very end. You're like, oh, yeah, the dog is in. Yeah, you know what else is funny? Oh, what? What? Tell me. Last year, Sean McNamara produced Dogs and Cats 3. <gasps> it all oh comes god. around! Oh my god. <laughs> maybe I should watch it. Maybe no, maybe Galgameth is like in the same universe. <laughs> Dogs and Cats 3. Pause, unite. Executive producer, Sean McNamara. <laughs> Oh my god. I'm gonna have to go through his filmography now. <laughs> now I'm curious. Was this him? Maybe. Was he like... Maybe he needed he like, that one bit in there. Yeah. She's like, I hate cats. I just really hate cats. He also 
the 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 um time frame that this came out in uh it's mm-hmm. got some it's got some attempts at cg here and mm-hmm. there um yeah. most notably when the pieces come together to form like when when galgameth is is being born from the stone there's some nice mm-hmm. cg there um and also when he's eating things later they like morph his face with cg and it's terrifying but the thing that caught me was like when he, when the stones are like melting and coming together in CGI. I'm like that looks like Alex Mack style. And then I looked, and he's the producer of <laughs> the Secret World of Alex Mack. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> oh my god. Yep. Yep. There you go. At least thirteen Mack. episodes of of Alex oh. Mack were produced. Oh my god. That was wonderful. It all comes together. This is the best movie ever. <laughs> God. Oh. oh, I love. So the whole thing with Lavania, uh, this mm. other kingdom, is that like the the king Davin's dad is like, um, we're going to free the Lavanians. Like, we don't want to sub like subject them to our rule. If we free them, they'll be our allies. So I guess they they were being I, subjects I of think their it, kingdom or something? Or I don't know. Yeah, I think it's something like they are I don't know what the right word for it would be, but they're they're like a unique um society that is within Donegold, but be, they have like the king mentions that they have their own customs and culture, and so they have been seeking independence from Donegal, mm, and mm-hmm. and uh, the, the king King Henrik is all for it, all for giving them their their freedom. As you said, he thinks that you know this will only lead to good things. They get their independence, and we gain an ally. Yeah. And and uh, LL, whose name is not the letter LL, it's E L E L, just LL. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Is like no, we need to crush the Lavanians for no reason. Like he just yeah. like we must subjugate the Lavanians because I am evil. Like, okay. Oh yeah, he's like no, that we, like he acts like it would be a sign of weakness for the kingdom that if they give the Lavanians their freedom, everybody else is going to want them as well, and like they're all everybody's going to just turn on Donegold. Um, and, and it's not even just that we we should continue to rule the Lavanians. Is that LL's like we should march our army onto Lavania and, and like squash them basically? Yeah, which is just like Jesus, dude, calm down. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting, but did you catch that Davin originally he he agrees with LL? Yeah, yeah. He's like we we should crush them. There are so like we we should use force. And his dad's like, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> what? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah to to give to give Davin some credit, I assume what they were going for is that like he's he's very cowardly at the beginning. Yeah. Um, like again, the, this his journey in the film is learning how to be brave and to fight for himself and others. So I think it was more like he he was scared at the thought of them being taken over. So it was like, yeah, dad, we got to we got to fight them before they come after us. Mm-hmm. But it is it's interesting that I mean, maybe if LL was a bit more sly about what he was doing, like, he probably could have fooled David into going along with it. He was 0% sly, this man. 
Yeah, no. He was doing a good job at first, though. Like, he... Like, him poisoning the bandages... Yeah. Was, was pretty, um... Like, pretty spur of the moment. Like, he didn't... Like, Davin accidentally wounds the king... And then I guess LL is just smart enough to recognize the opening. So he poisons the bandages, which makes Davin think that he killed his father. Mm-hmm. And and it kind of, I it's really, really creepy because at, at certain points, LL is trying to console Davin. And he tells him that, you know, like, you can't blame yourself, you know, which... Which is true, but just the fact that LL, you know, he's telling this to, he's telling this to Davin, who thinks that he is responsible for his dad's death, and and the person that is telling him this, this, you know, it's not your fault, it's not your fault, is actually the guy that killed him? Yeah. So, yeah, I guess he he has, like, he's a... He's very clever for the first 15 Mm. minutes of the movie, and then he descends into, like... (laughs) megalomaniac like just completely just off the rails evil (laughs) yeah like you were you had a lot of opportunity to make this go real subtly your way and (laughs) instead you're like nah i waited long enough let's just let's just do this thing yeah he played his cards way too soon because like once 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 Galgameth is kind of born, it's it sort of gives motivation for Davin to go out of his room for the first time in in what's implied to be like weeks um, yeah. of him mourning the death of his dad. Um, and so of course Davin goes out and everybody starts booing him because they think that you know oh there's the shitty king that's doing all of this bad stuff to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Davin goes to confront LL and. Like, granted, the handmaiden, like, she did mention to Davin that, you know, like, LL is tricking you. She didn't, he didn't know at that point that LL was responsible for the death of his dad. Just that LL is, like, using this as an opportunity to take over the kingdom. Yeah. So, LL could have just, like, played dumb and just been like, but I thought you wanted this. You said that you wanted to you know, go with my plan of invading the Levanians, Gavin. I'm just doing what you wanted, but also I don't want dogs in the castle, but... Uh, That that one's on me. That one's on me, but... That's a little treat for myself. Thank you. I can have little uh, no dogs as a treat. Yes. Davin, look at how many cats I have. They just, they they don't, these are my children. (laughs) But uh, yeah. yeah, he just, I, I he, as soon as he catches wind that Davin is going to confront him, he's just instantly there and he's like, hello, time to send you away to imprison you. Time <laughs> to threaten you and, and give you weird dog metaphors for your subjects and t- tell you about how I've, I, 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 all I ever got for years of service with your father was, oh, thank you. And now I want my due. Well, actually, it was, so to clarify, it was, he was rewarded thanks and a sword covered in jewels. And he specifically says that, yeah, sword covered in jewels, that was great. They fell off the first time I stabbed a dude with it. I spent my life fighting wars for your father. And you know what I received in return? 
Many thanks. And a sword encrusted with a few puny jewels that fell out the first time I rammed it through the body of some godforsaken louse much braver than you. Now, I can't have those lost years back. So, a kingdom will have to do. Oh, yeah. That was actually, there's some good lines in this. Yeah. <laughs> like what is it there's like so the king is dying like most of the good lines are from ll and like the king's dying he's like uh, and and uh davin runs off to try and get the healer or physician or whatever and then <laughs> ll comes into the room and he's like ruinous benevolence killed you not me <laughs> and you're like damn all right <laughs> jesus yeah, LL. Honestly, I think like he makes a lot of this. Movie oh yeah, he's me. fun. He's he's just one of those villains that's fun to hate. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he's just so ridiculous and over the top, mm. and it's it's great. It's all it's also weird, and I think it's like ninety percent of the cast of this film. I was like convinced that I had seen this actor before. I like oh yeah I felt like I recognized most of these actors and then I looked up IMDb later and I'm like I don't know any of these guys <laughs> <laughs> The only one that I recognized and it wasn't it wasn't because of his face the only name mm-hmm. I ne- recognized was Richard Horvitz Yes <laughs> I was going to say and you recognized him because of his voice uh-huh. Yes, so Richard Horvitz is, uh, for for anyone who's a fan of uh, animation, he's done a lot of voice acting, and I think he's probably best known for, uh, he was Zim in Invader Zim, mm-hmm. he was Daggett in The Angry Beavers, uh, he was Raz in Psychonauts, very iconic voice. When I when I first watched this, he, he was one of those people that, like, because I, I, I had no idea what he looked like, just something in his voice, I was like, where do I know this person from? And that was one of those, like, I got to go to IMDb. I got to fi- figure this out. Because I just, I, I, it wasn't, I, I didn't have a Doug Jones moment where I was somehow <laughs> able to just psychically connect to the universe and, and know the answer. Uh, yeah, I had to, I had to look it up. So that was, that was a fun little treat to see. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think I've seen him acting in other things, but I know I've heard him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. But yeah, it oh. was, it was, because like. I was convinced that I knew or I had seen the actor who plays LL in something before. And then I looked on his IMDb and I was like, I have not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I have not. So. But yeah, he's such a he's such a fun character and just oh, yeah. just great over the top acting from this guy. Mm-hmm. His the ending with him is really interesting to me because um like we we've kind of talked about this before, but in a lot of the times in films aimed at kids, they they usually try and avoid having the heroes directly kill the villain. Mm-hmm. So like in in a lot of Disney films, the vi- villain usually ends up falling to their death by accident. Um, and of course, in Galgameth, we see Davin and LL fight. Um, Davin manages to get the upper hand, but instead of landing a killing blow, he instead decides to try and show mercy and. Turns his back to walk away, but LL tries one last ditch attempt to kill him, uh, requiring Davin to quickly stab LL in self-defense with his own dagger. Um, 
So it was kind of, it was, it was shocking to see the hero actually directly kill off the bad guy, but it was kind of smart of them to frame it in an act of self-defense. Exactly. Like you, you can't, cause at that point he has, cause at the point before he has sort of LL on the ground and he's got his sword above him and he's in a position where he has won. And it's like, not having him kill him there is smart because then it's like then it's just like I've won and now to solidify my victory I'm going to kill you and that's like eh, not great for a kids film but if like he tried to show mercy and then LL was like nope <laughs> yeah yeah and so finally he was like I have no choice I'm going to die in this moment unless I stab you yeah yeah I I will say it is like this is one of those in a movie about a giant metal eating monster what ruins my 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 sense of disbelief is um or like what what brings up my sense of disbelief is the fact that this little dweeby prince who we see in the film is like not great at any sort sort of sword fighting he gets like one lesson from julia and he is able to outdo (laughs) this guy who is like has has said that he has fought wars, many wars for the king. Yeah. Like, come on. I I would have to assume that it was sort of a matter of like the the my my logic I think to not not being thrown off by that was LL knew that Davin was shit at it. <laughs> so as soon <laughs> as he was like, I got you, like yeah. I I have you in this one particular sword position where I know that you're like you you don't know a way out of this. Even though there is a simple way out of this, I know you don't know what it is. So he was just like, "Meh. I don't have to yeah. try hard to beat this kid." Yeah, there's and, this there's this sword move that Julia specifically teaches him. Yeah. And she's like, "If you're ever caught in this, then you all you got to do is just push." Basically. You gotta swing it around real strong, and then you got him. And yeah. so that, of course, happens to be the the thing that that uh, LL does to to Davin at the end. <laughs> um, and he's like, "I remember how to do this one thing to stop this one thing from happening." Yeah, and I and I guess to be fair. LL did just have to swim back to shore after. Yeah, that's true. Um, having his boat exploded by a lightning strike. <laughs> I feel like I looked away. Okay, I looked away for a half second and didn't realize that his boat had sank. And then Did you, uh, and then I looked back and he's swimming to shore. I'm like, what? Okay, so so you missed you missed the big moment then because oh no, Galgameth. So Galgameth, as he's like he he's like trying to make his way to Dav, and he's slowly dying as he's going through the water. I don't know if it's like. Galgameth summoned a storm or if it was just coincidental but like lightning like strikes Galgameth and Galgameth redirects it and it and like he kind of like points and he points it towards uh, LL's ship and the lightning explodes LL's ship oh my god and that's why that's why it exploded well okay I presumably there was maybe gunpowder on the boat and that's why it exploded (laughs) Because <laughs> I don't know, I don't think lightning does that. No, well, maybe. but uh, you know, yeah, you know what? I guess I don't know, but 
Yeah, I I think I looked away just for like a a, a half a minute to like mm-hmm. look at the IMDb page for this movie. <laughs> and I looked back and I was like, <laughs> just all of a sudden, I just missed that bit. What happened here? I got, what What's I, kind of weird is that that happens at night. Um, yeah, and then like so, Galgameth explodes the ship and he rescues Davin and. Galgameth kind of sinks into the ocean, and then it's like the next morning, so it's almost like everybody just kind of passed out for the rest of the night. I guess. Except that you see LL like swimming to shore. Yeah, as, he's been like, swimming for hours. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's exactly that's why. That's why. Yeah, he, he's tired. He, he lost. Yeah. I mean, Davin just almost died from smoke inhalation on a boat, but I guess he he had time to sleep it off. Yeah, he's been resting, I guess. He had he also had time to like wake up, find a horse with a lance and come back. Oh, yeah. That's true. Where did that horse come from? Where did that horse come from? Where did from? the lance come from? Where did oh the lance God. come from? Who knows? These are questions you don't need answers to. Yes. But but again, it's kind of like you said earlier. It's like they they set these things up. So we see Davin in the beginning. He doesn't know how to joust, and the joust is like what leads him to injuring his father. He gets a few jousting lessons from Julia, along with the sword lessons. And at the end of the film, it all comes around, and he has the big climatic. He he jousts with LL to get the first strike in, and then he sword fights, and it's and it's it's very predictable. But I think it's it's very satisfying to see the payoff. This is this is a good film where it's like, at least for me, I feel like simple but effective. Yeah, it's they introduce a thing, the thing comes back around in a satisfying manner. It's co- yeah. it's it's very cheesy, but it works. Mm-hmm. What what do you what do you think of Julia? I like Julia. She's great. Yeah. Yeah. I like her a lot. She- she she is a lot of fun. She is very independent. She uh so as mentioned, she is the the princess of Lavania. Basically, from what we hear in the film, the Lavanians have decided to elect some of their own as their first king and queen as part of their bid for independence. So that's Julia uh and her family becoming the new royal family. And she is very she so you see her and she is like she's not a typical you know like the the stereotypical princess she is basically just a normal girl who just so happened to get the title of princess yeah well cuz she says that her her father before he was like elected elected king i guess before he was made king was uh like a blacksmith he was he made yeah. swords so like they were just a normal family she worked in a tavern her yeah her father was a swordsmith like they were just normal people yeah they they were just normal people her father like taught her how to sword fight and yeah. and she we see her working in a tavern because you know after her parents were uh taken away she basically was you know, uh, orphaned, and she was taken in by the kindly Lavanians. Uh, Footy, Footy specifically is the uh, name of the the barkeep. I love the like the tree, the like not trio, the four four Lavanian dudes that just like 
hang out throughout the movie. They just they're just buds. They're just cool yeah. guys. There's like Footy they're... and the three other ones whose names I don't know. There there's Footy, um there's I, I think it, it Kinch. Kinch um, who who is is the one played by uh, Richard Horvitz. Yep. Um I was trying to get the other two's names, but this is like a weird film where they're they're not really good at naming people. No, they're very it's yeah. No, no one is ever like introduced. Yeah. Which it's it like it kind of works, I guess, because it's like everybody already knows each other. There's not really like I I guess a need to name people. Well, I guess except for Davin doesn't know these people. Hmm. What it was. Hell? It happened off screen. I get. Yeah, I guess. Eh. It's just. It's. It's weird as an audience member, but also at the same time, it's not like we have to know their names for any reason. Yeah. It would just be nice so that we didn't have to like awkwardly describe them as like those dudes who there's were like, nice to Davin. There's the four dudes. There's Footy. There's Kinch. Kinch. There's yeah. uh the leader kind of guy who's like. The cool one, and then there's the magician one who does a magic trick at the beginning of the film, and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but he's cool. He just hangs out. Yeah. They are they are very welcoming to Davin. Yeah, they're just, like, good dudes. Yeah. So, because they think, because the whole thing is, like, uh, Davin is, like, he knows that everyone doesn't want, like, he needs to hide. He can't just be like, I'm Davin, the king. So he's like, I'm <laughs> John... Um and this is the my boy. <laughs> I'm John the boy and this is my uh little sister. Um oh, we're we orphans. Talk about <laughs> Gal- Galgi's disguise. Galgi's dis- they he like steals some like clothes when when Galgi is like child mm-hmm. size he steals some clothes and like dresses Galgi in a little like a little dress a little mm. hat. Like this is yeah, this is my sister. We're orphans. The our parents were like taken by King Davin's army. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, okay, well, we're gonna help you. Like that's yeah, like they're okay. Immediately they're like, We need to help these people because yeah. King Davin sucks, we're gonna help these these orphan children. Yeah. And they go above and beyond yeah. to try and protect these two nobodies that they have only known for like all of thirty minutes because LL's men bust into the tavern, um, and they like they hide Davin and uh, Galgi, <laughs> and they refuse to give them any information on where they are. Yeah, and they have no reason to. These are again, these are just two nobodies to them. But just the like the they come together and they're like, nope, too bad. Yeah, it's they're they're great. <laughs> I love these. Four random dude characters. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta talk more about Galgi's disguise <sighs> because it's just it's it's the Ninja Turtles rule of oh. I put on a trench coat and nobody can tell that I'm a giant turtle. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Oh my god, you're right. Oh my it's, god. Davin, it's, like they, oh. Davin dresses Galgi up, and then he smears some dirt on his face, and it's just like, there now people won't notice that <laughs> you're like a weird dinosaur baby. Yeah, I just... Every, 
everybody is just like and like because Galgameth he brings Galgameth into the tavern and Galgameth keeps trying to eat all the utensils yeah and he's just like sorry my sister is really tired <laughs> and then oh oh so he goes they go and put Galgameth in a quarter so that so that John's sister can go can go rest and Galgameth spies the metal spigot of a wine barrel yeah so he bites it off, and then he realizes, like, all the wine starts spilling out, so then he, he's like, oh, I gotta stop this. So he starts drinking the wine, and then he gets drunk, and he starts playing cards with somebody. It's like this, it's such a, it, what the? So good. Why did they deal him in? What? Oh, it is like, every time someone sees Galgi in disguise, it's like, they just... They're just like, oh, that poor child. Like, what? Yeah. One of them is just like, oh, she must have been, like, disfigured from the the pox or something like that. Yeah, They're just the like plague. wave it off. Like, yeah, that's just a yeah. normal human child that just has a medical condition. It's like, okay, yeah, goals. It's, it's- it's almost, it's kind of heartwarming yeah. in a way that, again, they're just, like, they're very accepting of these people who they should be extremely suspicious of. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I love it so much. It's wonderful. That that ends up, that leads to the, the dramatic scene where, so the, uh, so LL's men, they... They all they take all the tavern people out and they decide, like, we're just gonna execute these guys. Um, so... Uh, Davin and Galgi manage to escape and they're watching the execution about to take place um, and Galgi is having none of that so just <laughs> as they're about to execute Julia he dramatically kind of comes out and he reveals that actually I'm not a girl I'm a dinosaur I'm thing. a weird little dinosaur creature and I'm gonna bite you on the butt and yeah oh yeah he bites he bites the executioner on the butt <laughs> And then when the executioner swings his axe at me, I'm going to catch it in my weird teeth and then I'm going to eat it with a yeah. horrible CGI. Oh, that's, that's where the bad CGI is. All of the, it's so funny. All of the metal, like all of the weapons in this film are, absolutely look like cardboard covered in tinfoil. It's so <laughs> great. <laughs> like they're all just too thick and too light. Because <laughs> they got to be able to break yeah. And it, that, yep. <laughs> so good. Oh. I, it. I do, I like, I do like the concept of a metal eating monster, especially how oh, yeah. they do it in this movie. Because at one point, um, like they mentioned, like all the Lovanians have given their weapons to Galgameth to eat to try and get him to grow bigger. And so when uh, John is revealed to be a Davin, they like they think that this is part of his plan to disarm them. Yeah, that like we've given like we just fed the the evil king's monster all of our all of our weapons, weapons. so like, so we'd be defenseless mm-hmm. against the, the giant cannon. Yes, it's just a big, 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 big cannon <laughs> that a sits at the castle cannon. and can reach anywhere in the kingdom. Yeah, it's. 
This is so. This is a uh, LL's secret weapon. Is that he's secretly building this massive cannon that can just just, just destroy an entire town in one hit, which we see demonstrated. Yeah, he in just the film. he just does that. He's like, "What's that town's name?" And they're like, "Whatever it's called." And he's like, "Fire on that town!" And then he just explodes a whole town full of people for no reason. Yeah, just because he's a bad guy. <laughs> just to just to establish he's a bad guy, and oh. that. That canon is so good, and it's just it's the payoff to it is uh in in the in the big battle between Big Boy Galgameth and the canon, you you think the canon would give Galgi a bit of a challenge, but Galgameth not only shrugs off the cannonballs. At one point, he catches one in his mouth, chews it up, and spits out the pieces like a machine gun, destroying yeah. the cannon. <laughs> It's oh. it's wild. So good. It's I love it. Oh god. You you know, thinking about that final battle, one thing that stuck out to me on this last rewatch is that we see Galgameth fuck up the castle pretty yeah, good. Yeah, he fucks that castle up. He's like tearing down walls, knocking over like Yeah. Like whole parts of this castle. Yeah, just ripping it apart. Where where's Davin gonna live? <laughs> he like tears open the throne room at one point. Yeah, and you're like, damn, Galgi, he has to live there. Yeah, castles castles take a long time to build, Galgameth. We yeah that I that was something that I I didn't consider until this time. Like, wait a minute. Yeah, like it it makes it's a fun scene seeing him rip apart. The uh the castle. I bet Doug Jones had a lot of fun doing yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, living the dream. I should tweet this at him. I wonder if he remembers this movie. <laughs> Just hey, Doug Jones. We're talking about a little film you did back in 1996 called Galgamesh. <laughs> Doug Jones, do you remember this? And then I'll link him to that video of him like miming the strippy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know if Doug joins blocks me on Twitter. Oh God! Tune in next time <laughs> I, for the. Oh, to the yeah, I'll give you. I'll be sure to update. God, I I honestly like I would love to ask him about this movie. Oh, it's just I don't know this movie that no one knows, and yet it must have had some kind of budget because like the puppet, the Galgameth himself. Mm-hmm. Re- regardless of design choice and how much I like or dislike it, um, like the suit and the puppet seems pretty good. Like the face is articulate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and they they also they like it's not even just the costume. They also build like because there's yeah. a few random scenes where. Like, they have Davin and Julia riding on Galgameth's tail yeah, so for, like, they, a brief shot. They created, like, a giant fake tail for Galgameth. And, like, there's a few f- shots where Davin is in his hand at near the end. And, like, mm-hmm. they must have... It's probably not the whole hand, but they created at least a big sort of part of a hand for him to to sit in. Yeah. So. Like, they they did... They put effort into this. And that's why, that's that's almost why it's weird to me that... Nobody has heard yeah. of this one. Where? How? Yeah. Like, this This isn't a t- 
terrible film. It's just... I don't know. Maybe it, it was just, just so niche that at the time, like, people were like, what is this weird preteen medieval fantasy with a giant kaiju Godzilla? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was just too much for 1996 to bear. It's just maybe, maybe <laughs> 2021. It's the year of Galgamesh. It's the year of Galgamesh. <laughs> I'm declaring it right now. Come on. Where's my Blu-ray release of Galgamesh? Oh. Please? I would, oh, I would love that. This is one. I wish that there was a Region 1 DVD release because it would make it easier to show people. Yeah. I have to lure people to my house to watch this. <laughs> do you realize how hard that is to do sometimes? <laughs> Like people sense desperation. They're like, we can we can smell the Galgamesh yeah, like, on the air. Yeah, they're like something's not right. I feel like I'm walking into a trap, <laughs> and they are. Like they, they know, but I, I true. But it's like, <laughs> they're not wrong. It, come on, a giant <sighs> kaiju Galgamesh sized trap. It's like I. This is a film. I feel like everybody should just like just try it. Just just once, please. Just give it. Me. Just give it a little watch. I I watched this one uh, three times in the last <laughs> week. <laughs> Contrasting, when I Bella Sarah was another one that I I watched three times in a week. Oh but that God. one was because I was desperately trying to understand <laughs> the movie. Galgameth. I was just like, I just like this. This is just you're fun. just vibing, just enjoying yeah. Galgameth. <laughs> Galgameth's my vibe. Oh. weird little fucking monster god i wanted something about this movie while i was watching it i was like i desperately want like a like a riff tracks like a, a mystery yeah. science theater 3000 style just riff yeah. of it to enjoy while i'm while i'm watching this you know that's i i completely relate to that i want like honestly like i would love it if more people talked about galgamesh because <laughs> <laughs> There's just, it's just so fucking fun. And I just like seeing people, like when other people who are much more smarter and articulate than I am, if they were to talk about this movie, oh my God, that would be the dream. Yeah. Oh. This again, I need, need to just like tweet this. I need to go on a, just, I'll start my own like media campaign for Galgamesh. <laughs> Like, promoting it. Like, this is the official Galgameth Twitter. I've decided I'm Just, representing this movie. We have gone from a, a bad princess movie uh, podcast to strictly Galgameth. Yes, every episode from now on will just be talking about Galgameth. <laughs> Enjoy, everyone. <laughs> Deep Happy dives. Happy Fools. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Can we crowdfund a sequel? Oh, God. Doug Jones is still acting. Like, we might be able to get him back. <laughs> get him back in the galgameth suit yeah i wonder where it ended up oh i can't imagine it exists anywhere anymore it yeah you know it chances are it was made of like uh like latex or something that's probably degraded over time yeah. that'd be amazing though if like somebody just has in their closet the galgameth suit if doug jones has it oh my god oh maybe he does this is tweet, like, a, tweet, like, tweet at him find out <laughs> Oh my god, that's gonna be part of the, the Twitter <laughs> campaign. Like, where, find Galgameth. Where is he? Where, where is our boy Galgameth? We need, we need to find him for closure. Oh, 
Can I can I ask for again for my selfish reasons of helping me figure out what scenes to put up on Twitter? What uh, what's your some of your favorite scenes from Galgameth? Oh. Huh. Whereas in the past I have had <laughs> I've had instances of having no favorite scenes. This one just has a lot. I want to see I, I really love um LL with his cats at the table. Mm-hmm. Um anytime he's actually interacting with cats or on screen with cats around him is just very funny. Um, basically every scene with him he's on his throne at one point and he's got like the stewards and people standing around him and he stands up to like deliver a line and one guy just hands him angel eyes as he walks past (laughs) (laughs) very good Uh, um yeah just there's one point and I laughed out loud just because it was just such a just such a one-off little scene and after they find out that Davin is the king, and they're like, are you going to hold up your father's, like, your father's plan or something? Mm-hmm. And Davin's yeah, like, the- yes, the Levanians will be free. And you just see, I think it's the Richard Horvitz character in the back, and he's like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's like two seconds long. And I yeah. just, I was like, Pee! <laughs> it's just such a, a, a th- like a, just a reaction from the crowd that it's like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Just a fun, you know. And he, his character kind of has like his own little arc. To yeah, because he, he he's like he, the coward. Yeah, like like Davin, he's kind of cowardly. And then at at the uh, when they're trying to seize the castle from LL, um, one of one of his buddies is in trouble and is about to get get hit by one of Ello's guards but then he gets shot by an arrow and then we reveal that it's Kinch and he did it he, he saved did it. the day he saved the day good old Kinch mhm he he was fun that band of four merry men from from Lavania those cool guys i think my for my favorite scenes for this one i think i mean the strip is got got to be the strip oh well one. yeah just for how out of nowhere it is. Because, especially because Galgameth, he doesn't do a lot of stuff that feels... Like, he, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Because he does, he's not just an animal. He's got some intelligence to him. Yeah. But that was, like, the first scene where he was very much... I don't know, it was almost like, if for one scene, he just gained... Just a different level of intelligence. Yeah. To be able to, like, do, try and direct the guards to, hey, I need you to strip for me. Yeah. <laughs> and again, just just the acting of it was oh. great. And we didn't even talk about, like, you get the reaction shot of all the guards running, screaming away. And in in just their, their boxers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Their medieval boxers. Oh. It's... Because... One thing I guess I appreciated in the film is that it's like I expected because like the whole thing with Galgameth is that he's kind of got this like very childlike intelligence like he's he's basically described as like a, a giant kid um, mm-hmm. that doesn't understand things. And I kept expecting because usually when something like that occurs, you get like the teenage 
prince or or older character being frustrated with them for not understanding things but that never mm. really happens in this davin's just like yeah i understand you're like a giant child but you're my family you are you are important to me and i'm not going to be mean to you and i'm like all right i appreciate that yeah i think like the only time he comes close is in the tavern scene where galgameth keeps trying to eat the utensils but it's like it's kind of understandable there because yeah it's he's like a like, frustration oh, of like we're we need to lie low come on yeah you're you're kind of blowing our cover and it's and it's never like it's and and, and like frustration is a good word for it too it's not anger at galgameth he's just like no, come on, don't. Like, please don't do this. Like, he doesn't hold it against him. Yeah. He knows that. Again, like you said, like he he's very cognizant of him, of Galgameth being, like, this little kid who was, like, this little kid dinosaur thing that was literally born that morning and yeah. is now becoming the linchpin in their their attempts to dethrone an evil uh, <laughs> a king. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I had to pick out... A part of this film that I don't like, um, uh-huh. probably the the weird kind of romance with Davin and Julia, mm. which it's it's not even that I don't like I I dislike it. It just it feels a little unnecessary. Uh, I I guess I didn't really have a problem with it. Yeah, but I also. I don't know. They're they're two 14-year-old kids and I was like that's that's acceptable. Yes. Yeah. I I see where this is coming from. They're <laughs> the two Yeah. I think I think for me it's mostly because um like it's mostly it's one scene where Davin goes to Julia and he's like because, uh, of course, she doesn't know that he's actually the king. Um, and she has kind of talked about how King Davin sucks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so he's, like, asking her, like, would it be possible? Would you ever be able to care for a king who was your age and handsome and 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 it showed that he loved you? And I guess it just feels weird to me because it feels like his priorities are on the wrong thing. Like, in... The midst of trying to win back his kingdom from the dude that killed his dad, that he he's kind of like stopping to be like, hey, I just really need to know, like, is do I have a chance? But I guess to be fair to him, he's this a fourteen-year-old boy. Yes, also. there's that. There's that, <laughs> and and this also this also comes at a point in the film where he is very he's very convinced that Galgameth is just going to. Yeah, instantly just win. Stomp in and roll over, like r- roll over this entire army and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this is this is just before the scene where they go into. It's like this quarry that LL yeah. ends up, um, uh, kind of surprising them and then burying Galgameth in the rubble. Mm-hmm. Um, because to be fair, I don't think after that, like, I don't think he 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 tries to schmooch up to Julia. So it's like I, I to his yeah. credit, like once Galgameth, once it shows that oh, actually Galgameth wasn't the magic win everything button, um, it it becomes his priorities shift to the correct thing. Yeah, I don't like. I guess I forgive it because like they established that he's, you know, he's young enough for that to to be something that would distract. 
a 14-year-old. Mm-hmm. The girl he likes. Like, yeah, all right. Sure. Yeah. I buy this. It's a little weird. It's maybe it doesn't work for the story, but it works for the characterization, I guess. Yeah, that's a good point. And and again, it's not like it's I think it's I mention it because I don't think there's like any other scene in the film that would come anywhere close to me saying that I hate it. It's like <laughs> this is like <laughs> I don't hate scenes. I just hate baby Galgameth. <laughs> He's so like the especially in his introduction, you just get a big old like zoom in <laughs> on his face. I don't like him. I don't like him uh, at all. Terrified. <laughs> Terrifying and I don't like him. Uh, well, Bree, is there anything more you can think for this one? Oh, probably. But <laughs> I think for now, we've we've covered a lot of what what Galgameth can offer. Mm-hmm. I hope I hope we've sold people on it again. This is I, I think I just genuinely love this film. I honestly I the last couple times I've watched it, all I want to do is to show it to other people. <laughs> like I feel like this is the type of film that all I want to do is make new friends just so that I can make them watch Galgameth. <laughs> So, so what we're saying is that if you want to watch Galgameth and wink, wink, there's still a, you know, free copy. You can just watch it on, on the YouTube. Mm-hmm. And you want to send Christy your thoughts on Galgameth. Oh, my God. I would absolutely love that. Please just tell. I love discussion, especially on like a film like this, <laughs> where it is like this, this weird little quirky but also kind of good movie. Oh my god, I'd love to hear it. Please tell me, tell me what you think of Galgameth. It would make Christy so happy. Yes. But if you, if you want to do that, or email us for any other reason, you could feel free to email us at badprincessmovies at gmail.com. Again, we have also the Twitter account, which I'm definitely going to be posting a ton of clips of Galgameth on there. So please check that out at Bad Princess MOV. And we also have the catalog of princess movies, which is at www.badprincessmovies.com. Uh, Galgameth isn't on there because it's it's a prince film, but go check out the other movies. Yeah, there's plenty you of know? other films to go take a peek at. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that, I think we shall leave you guys with this one. Again, go watch Galgameth. Go watch. Do it. Please enjoy Galgameth. The year of Galgameth 2021. Let's do it, people. (laughs) Come on. What else have we got going on? If you're looking for a great way to spend your last few months of of social isolation, (laughs) um, Galgameth. You're all stuck at home anyways. You might as well watch this movie. Time is running out until you won't have an excuse anymore to watch Galgameth. Oh my god. Oh, please watch it. Thanks! (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Oh, goodness. (laughs) We're really good at endings. Yeah, we're great at this.